we're uh, we're tracking steps, eggs hatched, and kilometers. That's it. That's the <laughs> kilometers. That's the that. important <laughs> one right there. Mileage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. A new Pokemon is coming that's near and dearling to our hearts. This upcoming research event is shaping up to be the cat's meowth. Now everyone can experience the feeling of victory. Oh, and catch a Victini. You get a remote raid pass, and you get a remote raid pass, and you, you get the idea. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 113. It's October 6th, yet another Tuesday evening post, what was it, World's Cap Pikachu Spotlight Hour? I don't remember what the name of the hat was. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, do you remember what the name of the hat was? I can't recall. <laughs> uh, is this the world hat one? I think I think it's the world so. hat. I think so. I think I think so. I caught three. None of them were shiny. I was done. I put my phone down. You know, I, think I caught six. They were wow. not shiny. Pulling double duty, my man. I I appreciate that. Respect that. But <laughs> not as much as I appreciate and respect our two brand new patrons, Zachary and the Pixels, Polygons, and Fun podcast. Thank you to the two of you very much for your support, and we look forward to getting to know you a little bit better in the Discord. Looking forward to it. All right, Mr. Kyle, uh, we got to settle up with our goals that we yep. set last week. Yeah, I will first. Why not? Curlia with a hat? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Shinx with a hat? I got one. I was like, hey, anybody got a... A Shinx raid near them they can invite me to because I nice. legitimately have not seen one. I've seen nice. one. Okay, so that's good. That's good. All right. 200,000 Stardust. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You were doing work. And did you catch a fair amount of cottony candy? Did you did you make a whimsicott? No. Ooh, I okay. found one. Wow. Well, that's okay. Did you did you pineapple it? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay. Just had to double check. <laughs> okay. Well, three out of four. Nice work. For myself, shiny Cricketot, I caught one. I checked a million, I swear. Uh, every hat Pokemon that's available. So the Krogunk, the Shinx, the Curlia, and what else? Oh, the uh, the Bowtie, or the Bow, rather, Smoochum. I did get oh, that. Oh, yeah. So that's all set. And then I guess the Pikachu, but that doesn't really count. 1.6 million Stardust. I did not get to that point because of the next one which was Maxim Motham, and I did do that. I'm like right <laughs> under 1.6. I tried rather hard, but I know when I'm beat. Hey, that's right where I am. Yeah, three out of four? Yeah, that's what, yeah. <laughs> we tied. Good job, good job. All right, enough messing around. Let's hop into the news. All right, well, it's the news, and there's a metric ton of stuff for us to talk about because, uh, well, in podcast fashion, you probably heard me do my little insert last week, at the beginning of the show, but like four pieces of news dropped the three days after we recorded. Yeah, <laughs> and they were sizable. <laughs> so we're going to cover some news and that is now passed and some upcoming news as well, which leads to a rather full news section. Just a quick note, all pieces of news here are sourced directly from PokemonGoLive.com this week, except for one, which is its own talking point in and of itself. And we'll get there 
when we get there. But first and foremost, today is actually Niantic's birthday. It's their fifth birthday. Happy birthday, Niantic. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done for us and this show. I made a tweet that said something to the effect of our lives wouldn't be the same without it. So thank you and happy birthday, Niantic. But they had a Niantic's fifth birthday event, which is now past. It came out in the news, the specifics at least, on the first, which is why we didn't cover it last week. And it was this past Sunday, October 4th, 2020, (laughs) (laughs) from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Now, features included, past tense, sad, I'm sorry, complete the Niantic birthday event timed research through the event period to receive an incense, an egg incubator, a lucky egg, a fast team, a charge team, a star piece, and more. And Team Go Rocket Balloons will be appearing more often than usual. Bonuses included two times lucky egg and star piece duration, two times catch and hatch XP, and then half hatch distance for eggs placed into incubators during the event. Additionally, to kick off the celebrations, a one Pokecoin Niantic birthday event box featuring 30 Ultra Balls was available in the shop from Saturday. October 3rd at 1 p.m. to Monday, October 5th at 1 p.m. Again, we're just missing this window. It's like they planned around our recording (laughs) schedule. It's almost comical. Additionally, be on the lookout for a surprise party favor giveaway happening on Niantic's official channels during the week following Niantic's birthday. Well, that code went up today and I'll read it off to you here. Uh, But I would encourage you to go look it up because it's going to be hard to follow. But it is. These are all capitals unless they're numbers. Of course, there's no such thing. Uh, D-J-T-L-E-K-B-K-2-G-5-E-K. And uh, if I can remember, I'll put that in the show notes, but it's a, it's a hefty, it's a hefty prize. And uh, based on, based on the screenshots, people are like, let's t- think camo in, in Discord was like 10 Niantic points. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure those are Niantic stickers. So they gave, <laughs> they gave us Niantic stickers. And oh it, was, uh, it was very funny, but there you go. Anyway, did you get the chance to do this event, Kyle? It definitely snuck up on me. I'm sure it no, snuck up on you. Not even a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I don't even think I opened my app from the time of 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, so this happened, and I was like, oh, I've actually got so much stuff to do today. So I like rushed through some household things and took care of some adult life stuff. I was like, I've got two hours during this event. I'm going to go out and go do it. It didn't take me all that long. The bonuses didn't really appeal to me. The catch and hatch XP, not really there for it. The start piece and lucky egg duration, great. I only had to pop two for the two hours that I played, um, and I finished the research. It was very doable. Lots of supplies hidden in there, like they said. That's pretty much it. It was enjoyable. It was fun. Great. <laughs> That's it. Next piece of news here. The Feeling of Victory Special Research, or the Investigate a Mysterious Energy Research, is available. Uh, this is the only piece of news that is now sourced from Pokemon Go Hub. Now, Kyle and I were just talking about this beforehand. The name that they have posted in the article is The Feeling of Victory Special Research which ends in everybody getting their own Victini like we did at GoFest. Um, but the name in our app, both Kyle and mine's, and I would assume everybody else's currently, also says, investigate a mysterious energy instead. So where did the name change happen? Hmm. Mm. And more importantly, Kyle, why do they not have a blog post about this? Why did this seem to sneak up on everybody? I'm, I'm kind of surprised that this research got added. I know that they mentioned it the bottom of some article a while ago, but there was no fanfare to this release. 
Yeah, especially when people were like, uh, hey, you said Victini was coming. Where, where is it at? Right, right. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of beside ourselves. We're not entirely sure. <laughs> There's no clear answer as to why this would have come out this way. But uh, the good news is that it is available to everyone. So get that started. You're going to need to. Hopefully you live around where some fire types are. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of fire types, we got the details for Charmander Community Day. When is it happening? Saturday, October 17th, 2020, which is not this upcoming Saturday, but the Saturday after from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. Features include Charmander will be appearing more frequently. And if you're lucky, you may encounter a shiny one. This is not a new shiny. It's been in the game, just to clarify. Evolve Charmeleon, the evolved form of Charmander during the event or up to two hours afterward to get a Charizard that knows Dragon Breath. Complete event exclusive timed research and field research tasks to earn Charizard Mega Energy. That's pretty cool. Take a few snapshots during community day for a surprise. It's Charmander. There will be a special one-time purchase October community day box for 1280 Poco Coins, the Elite Charge TM, three Super Incubators, three Star Pieces, and 30 Ultra Balls. You know, I'm, st- I'm going to stick with my guns. I don't think it's worth it, but I'm going to buy it anyway. Don't buy this. Don't <laughs> be Chris. Wait, does this one have... Uh, did the other ones in the past have three super incubators and three star pieces, though, too? I don't think they had the star pieces, but again, I, I could be misremembering. If the star pieces are new, then it is more worth. I will say that. It is slightly more worth. Oh, I think more than slightly, but it's not a landslide difference. <laughs> uh... Over raid passes, star pieces every day. I mean, yes, but like just numerically, still star pieces are not valued at more poker coins. You know, that's that's true. Uh, I just get more use out of them personally, I suppose. So yeah. uh, next time, I'll I'll filter my personal emotions out of it and stay objective, like the journalists that we are. <laughs> so the okay. last one uh-huh. was three incense, six lucky eggs. Oh, ooh, yikes. So- those lucky eggs is a fat no-no for me. So this is significantly better than the last one. And then I'm not going to mm. go far enough back to find the one before that. But <laughs> like I already closed the tab. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to buy one, this is sort of the one to buy. But yeah, still don't do yeah. it. Okay. Well, if you're still looking to spend a little bit of extra money on something, you get something out of it, but maybe not this box for US $1 or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access the October Community Day exclusive special research story, A Tale of Tales. Rewards for this story will include Charizard Mega Energy. Okay. Well, <laughs> the real hero of this Community Day is... In the bonuses, the bonuses include three hour instance, which, of course, great. Three times catch Stardust. Let's go. Yes. It's time. Yes. I'm so excited. I might have to learn how to fast catch. Ew. Uh, No. Okay. Maybe. Maybe I will. Uh, Look, maybe I'll blow you away. And I'll just be like, look, I caught 2000. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. All right. Uh, and then there's a note on Blastburn and Dragon Breath. This is the copy that Niantic put out in response to this question on social. There is no regular way to get the 2018 Charizard Community Day move during Charmander Community Day. This will be available through Elite TM as before. We won't be changing that due to this 2018 Community Day moves will be incorporated into 2021 events. So we plan on bringing them back and Elite TMs won't be the only way to get these moves in the future. 
So not anytime soon, but in the future, they plan on bringing back that move without having to use an elite TM in some way. Uh, see here, the wording of this, I don't, I'm not in that boat with you. Why would it, I think, I think that last phrasing. So we plan on bringing them back and elite TMs won't be the only way to get these moves in the future. Says meaning you can, meaning you can evolve someone else oh. to then get it again in a time that is not the community day. Okay. All right. Well, you got otherwise, me there. That's fair. <laughs> otherwise, they would have said a regular TM could be used. We, we have definitely been over in the past that Niantic is very particular with their language. Right. Right. Which works to our benefit, but also in this case. Yeah. But it is very interesting to see that they're saying that 2018 community day moves will be incorporated into next year's events that's that's very interesting yeah i don't know we we have no idea what's on the horizon so who knows maybe there'll be another mechanic in which you can learn moves that are not tms yeah maybe i'm just being cynical about the elite tm thing i hope that's so just the way that it reads to me and i'm sure i'm not alone there if you're not being cynical about it, which one of us would be, Kyle? Exactly. You got it. You got to be there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so that's all the stuff about Charmander Community Day. Kyle, are you looking forward to it or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, I only got to play the original one for like an hour and a half, and I wasn't even really playing because I didn't know what the heck was going on. Sit in a coffee shop lobby, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then I and then I left and I went home and I found one in my driveway and I'm like, sweet. <laughs> so i yeah. only have three so i'm ready to get 45 more yes i'm also excited to to bring my charizard army up in ranks as it were <laughs> uh, i'm also excited for dragon breath but i'm mostly excited for three times catch stardust let's be real yes. so all righty well that's not the only thing worth getting excited about next piece of news here limited time free remote raid passes every monday i'm just going to go ahead and read from the post trainers enjoy a limited time promotion for remote raid passes from monday october 5th that was yesterday as of this recording at 1 p.m pdt to monday november 30th at 1 p.m pst oh that's after the time change there will be a free remote raid pass available every monday every monday each remote raid pass will be available for only a week so be sure to check the in-game shop each week to claim that week's remote raid pass before it's gone as a reminder you must have fewer than three remote raid passes to claim the weekly free remote raid pass now just to clarify even though it is in a like a box it's just one raid pass so plan around that plan accordingly that's cool i think we can both agree that's pretty pretty cool it's definitely very interesting especially because it's free everything else like this has been one you know one poker coin even though yeah. that's, that's basically free it's still one that's wild uh, yeah if they could have done this the entire this begs the question why are all of the one poker coin boxes not free yeah i don't i honestly i don't know like it's to stop people from spamming them with new accounts but if people have multiple accounts they probably have spare coins on them anyways so i don't i've never really understood it personally true true yeah it's a it's a mystery maybe we'll get an answer someday but today's not that day we have another piece of news a big one are you ready yep good because it was going to happen anyway an no, autumn not ready event. not no, ready it's too bad we've already started and there's no breaks <laughs> all gas no breaks when friday october 9th at 8 a.m to monday october 12th 
at 1 p.m. That's this upcoming weekend. Features include whether it's autumn or spring where you are, plants are flourishing all around the world. During this event, berries will be twice as effective when you give them as treats to your buddy Pokemon, and you'll earn twice the usual candy you normally would when catching a Pokemon that you've given a pineapple berry to. Ooh. Berries will also be dropping more often when you spin photo discs at Pokestops and gyms, so be sure to harvest a few berries. We could have done without that last part. Unless you live near gyms to feed them to. I, but even still, I just, I'm good. Oh my God. It's so much Stardust. If you actually had a place that you could easily feed, yeah. it's, it's so much Stardust. Yeah. Hopefully, um, maybe if I move, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for gyms, the place I, I move miss, next. Huh? I miss my home gym. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm Kyle. That was such a back. momentous occasion. <laughs> such a momentous occasion. Yeah. Uh, Pokemon can sense when the seasons change. You can expect to see the following Pokemon appearing more often in the wild. Oddish, uh, Velpix, Bayleaf, Hoot Hoot, Pseudowoodo, Yanma, Pineco, Zigzagoon, Seedot, Shroom-ish, Plant, Cloak, Burmy, not the other ones. They're not invited. And Fungus. F- Fungus is back. <laughs> is he shiny? <laughs> Oh, no, no, he's not. He's not shiny. I don't don't care. (laughs) Uh, Well, if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Vulpix as originally discovered in Kanto. That means we'll finally have both shiny versions available to us, which is great. Because the Vulpix didn't win that community vote that it was. But it's an autumn. Uh, But it it goes from orange to like yellow ish. Uh, uh, And it's a fire Pokemon. People people burn leaves in in autumn. You you shouldn't. Don't burn the leaves. (laughs) But but people do, you know, so it's like a reference to that. I have no Uh, idea. I'm I'm making stuff up. Strange. Usually they have something to do with the event. (laughs) I'm telling you, it does. If you stretch the imagination. Okay. All right. Autumn-themed Pokemon will be hatching from five-kilometer eggs. Your guess is as good as mine. Oh, boy. I'm so excited for that. They should have a maple leaf version of, like, like Cryogonal, where there's, like, a big leaf that has a face on it. <laughs> the Galarian Cryogonal. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's just a big old leaf. <laughs> um, in some parts of the world, the leaves are turning red and the shadows are growing longer. With the transition from a hot summer to a cooler autumn in some places, it looks like there will be a few different Pokemon hatching from eggs soon. You can look forward to that and other exciting changes from Monday, October 12th at 1 p.m. to Monday, October 19th at 10 p.m. as well. So the week after, there will be some changes. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder what that's alluding to, really. I wonder why it's only alluding to one week when it sounds like an egg shakeup. Maybe it's it's a special assortment just for a week. They've done that before. Oh, can't wait to not hatch eggs that week. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that they give me a reason to be excited to hatch eggs that week. That's what I'm going to say. It would take a lot for me. It would take a lot. <laughs> it would take a lot. I would need something that would give me confidence that it's not going to be. Giratino a- in 2K eggs. <laughs> oh, my God. I would. That would be awesome. That would be awful. Yeah, that would be pretty bad. That would be pretty bad. Uh, And then also this upcoming weekend, just wanted to remind everybody that the October limited research featuring Alola Meowth is this upcoming Saturday, October 10th from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. local time, wherein you can complete exclusive field research tasks to encounter Meowth, originally discovered in Kanto, Alola, and Galar. Look forward to exclusive timed research and check the shop for a box available featuring incense, pineapple berries, and lucky eggs. I know uh, one of us is excited about the Meowth event. It's not me. It's me. (laughs) Yep. 
<laughs> I have one shiny Alolan Meowth, and I'm, I'm okay. That's it? That's all you got? Yeah, that's all I got. What does the Galarian Meowth shiny look like? Oh, I have I no idea. I don't even know. Well, I love the design very much, so I'm excited to get a bunch more of them, hopefully. Let's see. But that's it for news. There was a ton of stuff in there. Basically, you got stuff to do this weekend and the week after. We have no idea what it is yet, but there's going to be things. It's Great. White. The G- Galarian Meowth it, shiny yeah, is white. The, it's the same color as regular Meowth, basically. Like oh. off-white, yellowish. Does it look cool? Not really. It looks kind of sickly. That's one man's opinion. Stop it right now. Rude. Rude, rude, rude. Anyway, why don't you go ahead and be rude in your own section, Kyle? Let's go into Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to do what's the big deal with Kyogre and Groudon. Ooh. It's the big boys, the legendaries from Gen 3. It's my favorite generation. Not my favorite legendaries, but that's okay. But there's no denying how popular they are in Pokemon Go. I don't know. We've seen them like nine times in the raid rotation in the last two years, something ridiculous like that. They've been in boxes. They've come back for weekends. They're always here. But why? First up, we have Kyogre, pure water type, and as such, the best water type in the game when you don't count Mega Evolutions. Don't don't worry about that. We'll get to that in a second. Ridiculous base stats. 270 attack. Oh, my God. 228 defense, and then 205 stamina. The stamina is... It's good, but it leaves a little bit to be desired. That's like two cricketoons underneath <laughs> a one big trench coat. And it, it's max CP is 4115. It is oh. a big boy. Whew. Thanks to the ridiculous base stats and thus max CP, as well as a really good moveset. Surf was buffed. Oh, my God. Was it like six months ago now? It's been, it was it's a, been while a wild time. Yep. But it was buffed and everyone was very surprised. But Kyogre was happy. Waterfall Surf, it's a solid moveset. Makes it pretty much the best counter against any ground, rock, or fire type in the game. As long as they don't have a four times weakness to something else. Such as Charizard being four times weak to rock because it's fire flying. That said, there is one Pokemon that beats Kyogre. But it's Mega Blastoise. So does that really count? No. No, it does it doesn't. not count. Mm-mm. Because if someone brings Mega Blastoise, you just bring Kyogre, and now Kyogre gets the water boost from Mega Blastoise, and suddenly <laughs> Kyogre's better again. Don't worry about it. It's complicated. That said, we're not going to count the Megas for reasons that we'll get into in like 30 seconds. But if you don't have Kyogre, Swamper and Feraligator with the Community Day moves are okay. They're not great. You probably would have a better option in another typing if you were resorting to that. But Kingler with Crab Hammer is like the second or third highest water DPS. Unfortunately, its TDO is not so great. But if you don't mind getting KO'd a lot, Kingler can put in a lot of work. Now, why did we ignore the Mega argument? Well, because Kyogre has a Mega Form too. It's not really a Mega Form, so it's pro- it might be handled differently, but let's be real. It won't be. Omega Kyogre. is It's the same concept as Mega Evolutions. It's just got a different name same mechanic too right i'm I'm pretty sure it's been a while i I believe so yeah yeah and its stats will be just absolutely disgusting you think they're going to do something different with the omega forms versus the mega um 
I mean, they don't have to because they fill the same slot. I mean, the, the primal forms and omega forms are the same thing, right? I'm not getting confused Yeah, yeah, here. It's, it's the same. They call it out It's because it's the name of the... Let's go... Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Wait, is it Omega Groudon and, and Alpha Kyogre? <laughs> yeah, I just always called them Omega because it just seemed like I thought that was like the symbol on the sphere or something. I could be misremembering. Oh, gotcha. Fair. Well, yeah. So so the primal forms, you know, they don't have to. They don't have to go out of their way to make it different because it could fit really well into that slot. And I think for the simplicity of Pokemon Go and keeping it straightforward, they might do that. But at the same time, like we don't have any mega le- legendary Megas yet. So they might course correct with those because there will be really they'll be super strong. So maybe. But then again, you got to remember, there is Mega Mewtwo that will be around eventually. And also, strangely enough, Rayquaza has a mega form, but not a primal form. I'm pretty sure it's specifically called Mega Rayquaza. Yeah, it is Mega Rayquaza. Yeah, it's very strange. But one last note about Kyogre. It's shiny is pink. And that's honestly all that matters. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. Take next, my money. <laughs> next up, there's Groudon. Should I, should I say ground on? No. No, it's not. Groupon? It's Groupon. It's Groupon. <laughs> Groupon's my favorite <laughs> autocorrect of all time. His stats mirror Kyogre because, of course, they're mirror legendaries. Even though Groudon loses every time, it's a nonsensical <laughs> battle. But whatever. <laughs> Team Magma, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Max CP as well, 4115. Now, ground is, is in a tricky spot because despite these amazing stats, what's ground super effective against? Poison, rock, steel, fire, and electric. That sounds like a lot. It sounds like very versatile. But the thing is, every single one of those types has a better choice. For poison types, you're better off bringing psychic because Mewtwo exists. Mm-hmm. For rock and fire, you have water and thus Kyogre exists, and Steel has fire to counter it. Reshiram, Entei, even Moltres, I think, might outdo Groudon in that department, but I'm not sure 100%. So that kind of just leaves Electric-type. But Groudon double resists Electric, so that's that's good, right? Saves you on those max revives. Yeah, you'd, you'd think, but man, his moveset just isn't that great. Yeah, I mean, they did they buffed Earthquake a while back, so it's better. But it's, Yeah, but it still takes two weeks still, to charge up. It's still bad. Yeah. It's still bad. So honestly, unless it's really weak to Groudon, like an electric steel type, like Magneton, for whatever reason, if you're doing a Magneton raid, Groudon's not actually that big a deal. He's just a popular Pokemon, and it's paired with Kyogre, so they always come back together. Right. And let's not forget, he does have a primal form, just like Kyogre. So that will probably shake up some stuff. But then again, a lot of those other types have primals too, you know? Got primal Mewtwo, primal Kyogre, mega Charizard for the fire types. Yep. And we will have a mega Tyranitar at some point in time as well. So look out for that in the rock category. Yep, exactly. Lastly, it's shiny as like a green yellow okay okay well that's that's pretty subjective you know i mean you're disgust i can hear it <laughs> <laughs> it is mucus green it is I the- mean, what's the like when his shiny's <laughs> mucus green someone out there i'm sure your favorite category of shinies is mucus green and i yeah, do not apologize you get to call it like radioactive mucus green color and people are like oh, i know exactly what that looks like uh yes exactly That said, I have a lot of love for Kyogre for several reasons. And it's kind of ironic because Ruby was my Gen 3 game of choice. But it's a pink whale. 
<laughs> and I love my pink whale. Yes. Yes, as as do I, I would agree. I, I, I am going to uh, part ways with you on the favoritism, though, here, because I, I do like Groudon quite a bit. And the only setbacks I have to fully committing to Groudon completely. So it's going to be a time I had. But Groudon's got two things against him. First of all, the moveset is not great. It's very frustrating. Um, but also his attack animation in Go is really bad. <laughs> It's so oh, bad. He slaps mud shot. so fast. Oh, man. He moves so fast and looks bad. Kyogre looks good. Even with the spamming, it, it looks okay. It doesn't completely finish. It still jerks a little bit. But anyway, hey, I think I think we learned a lot. Pink whale good. Mucus monster bad. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. Well, well, thanks, Kyle. Let's hop into the Pokalore. And this week, we're going to be talking about Deerling and Sawsbuck, the season Pokemon. These are kind of interesting Pokemon. There's four forms of each based on the season. We'll get there in a moment. First up is Deerling. Deerling is a fawn-like, po- it's a fawn Pokemon, <laughs> most resembling a fallow deer. Is it fallow? Fallow? F-A-L-L-O-W? It's a deer of some kind. Yes, it is. The upper side of its body is pink in the spring, green in the summer, orange in the autumn, and brown in the winter. It has a yellow patterned rim, and its underside is peach. It sports a yellow floral tuft on its head and similar yellow coloration on the insides of its tapering ears. The tips of its limbs are colored black and its pink tail is small. It can change in appearance with the changing of the seasons. If it senses animosity, it hides in tall grass. It moves in herds as it is timid around humans. It dwells in sparsely populated areas and away from humans. And it is a herbivore. The word they used was herbivorous. It is herbivorous. Yeah, it is herbivorous. Yeah, I mean it's that's gr- that's grammatically correct. I've just never heard. I, I've I've heard the word carnivorous before, which is the only reason why I have any indication of how to pronounce this correctly. No, I've, right? I, I've heard herbivorous. I've just never really? heard it. I've never heard it in a sentence like this. It is herbivorous. Uh, so like we are omnivorous. Yes. Okay. Wow. I'm we we so are an omnivorous today. species. Is True. how I would how I would use the word. Otherwise, I would say we are omnivores. Omnivore. Uh, yes, we are omnivores. See that? That's what I'm saying. I think that's more common for people to say. Anyway, you, it's you, uh, it's, it's an herbivore. Fine. It's herbivorous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it evolves into Sawsbuck, also the season Pokemon. Sawsbuck is a brown and cream deer-like poke. It's a deer no, with it, rhomboid. It, it's, a deer. <laughs> it's definitely a deer. There's no. There's nothing to it. There's no arguments. <laughs> it's a deer with rhomboid ears and darker ear insides. <laughs> yeah, Why does it describe the shape of its ears? They're rhombus-like. Of, like, of, that's the most I can't even. Rhomboid? Well, there's no question. You know exactly what they look like. They look like rhombuses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Its eyes have light orange markings that curve down its sides of its face. It has a dark brown nose, and it sports cream fur on its chin and sides of its face. Light orange stripes rim its underbelly, and its back is decorated with spots corresponding to the season. Pink in spring, green in summer, orange in fall, and white in winter. Its limbs are slender and tipped with hooves. Unless it's summer, its brown tail points down. Sawsbuck lives in herds led by the Sawsbuck with the most splendid antlers. That's like our culture. It can live almost anywhere as they adapt to the season, but prefer to live away from humans. It is herbivorous. There it is. See, are you proud of me? I used it right. Its appearance changes depending on the season. During the spring, a tuft of cream fur appears on its chest and its antlers are adorned with pink flowers. During the summer, its tail points up. 
that grows tufts of fur on the back of its head, and its antlers sport green leaves. In the fall, cream tuft of fur on its chest, leaves on the antlers are now red and brown, and during the winter, the cream fur turns white. Tufts of white fur appear on its chest and lower limbs, and the antlers are coated in white. Now, these descriptions do not do this Pokemon justice. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And I think the winter one is the best looking one. It is oh, so yeah. good. I agree with you hands down. But if somebody said that they liked one of the other ones, I wouldn't be like, why it stinks. I think they're all very beautiful. But I also agree with you. The winter one is by and large the best design. But um, if you haven't seen them yet, go go take a look. I mean, they'll be in the game real soon. But go take a look. They're so cool. Uh, stats for this bad boy. Max CP 2416. Oh, that's more than I was expecting. Kyle, is that? More impressive than you were thinking? It was, honestly. I was not expecting it yeah. to get that close to 2,500. Yep. It's not making it into letter back home, but uh, that's good. A little above average in the stats department with 198 attack, 146 defense, and 190 stamina. Nothing special, but not too shabby. Best move set, it's kind of hard to say, but it is a grass normal type, so it looks like takedown and solar beam might be your best uh, pairing there it also has hyper beam on its roster of charge moves i would not Oof. use that <laughs> Oof. i would not okay all right moving right along here we're actually going to have the first of what will hopefully be a consistent section here it's called the pvp corner with defy e and fish as well so they'll introduce themselves in the section but here it is hope that you enjoy hey i'm fish on Nahita. And I'm DeFiE250. And welcome to GoCast PvP Corner. We are so excited to bring you the news and our hot takes on what is happening in the PvP sphere of Pokemon Go. We're going to be covering everything from the Sylph Arena to Go Battle League. But first, we should probably tell you a little bit about ourselves and why you should listen to the two of us out of all people. So, uh, yeah, I'm Fish on a Heater, and I am a Sylph Arena battler. I have been in the arena since the very first cup. Since then, I've played every single meta that I've done and finished last season in the top 2,000 in the world, which I was pretty happy with. Um, I also do some uh, Twitch streaming and some YouTube videos as well. And I'm DeFi250, DeFi for short. I make Pokemon Go content on Twitch, occasionally on YouTube. And I've also been battling in the Sylph Arena since day one, Boulder Cup. I participated in the Sylph Season 1 Regional Tournament, and in the Sylph Season 2 Regional Tournament, I even moved on and was selected to participate in the North America Wildcard Tournament, which was really, really fun. So, speaking of Sylph, we should probably start off there. First, we need to talk about the highlights of the rule changes going from Sylph Season 2 to Sylph Season 3. Yeah, so uh, we know this is a little bit of old news, uh, but it is definitely important because, yeah, it definitely affects a lot of players old and new. So the first thing is that, that for ranking, uh, you can only rank six of the cups you play. So you can choose one cup to be worth ten times the weighting towards your global rank, and then any tournament you play after that uh, will be worth two times, uh, 1.6 times, 1.2 times. It goes down 0.4 times every tournament you play up until six awesome and then the next change they made that was pretty significant is how to do a tiebreaker so if you have two people tied for first place instead of using the buchholz system which is what they used formerly they're just going to look at total wins so the total number of matches that you won is going to affect 
how that tiebreaker works. So whether you had a 3-0 or a 2-1, that's going to really impact it there. Um, rematches. If you have to have a rematch with your opponent due to a lag or any kind of technical issue, then you have to rematch with the same lead Pokemon. But now you can switch around the back two Pokemon. So you don't have to have your whole team being the same. And then finally, the last major change was that Mega Pokemon are not allowed in any self-tournament. And this makes sense. Not only are Mega Pokemon difficult to come by with resources, it would be tough to maintain a Mega Pokemon yeah. throughout a tournament. And also, they would just kind of break everything, I feel. Yeah, totally, totally. So what stood out to you, Fish, for these major rule changes? Uh, it, so it was particularly, for me, the weighting system for Global Rank. I am uh, quite competitive, so... I was playing sometimes, you know, 10, 11 tournaments per month. And so uh, what it was formerly was uh, you'd still have your one tournament per month that's worth 10 times the points needed for your ranking. And then anything after that would be one times 0 0.9, 0 0.8. So it would go down in 0 0.1 times increments until you got to 10. Uh, now they've reduced the number of tournaments that you can play that count towards your rank, but slightly increased the amount of weighting that those tournaments give you. So I think it's a really nice balance so that um, they're not giving too much of an advantage to those uh, fanatics like me that's playing all the time, but also giving a little bit of benefit to people who do want to play more than just the one per month. Awesome. The one that stood out to me was the tiebreaker system. I hosted a lot of self tournaments in my local hometown and Trying to explain the Buchholz tiebreaker system to a completely new person who maybe just made their self-account is challenging. It's complicated. <laughs> Buchholz systems, it's a complicated system. <laughs> but essentially what the Buchholz system did was it took into account the strength of your opponent. So let's say on your first round, you're up against the local hotshot who is an elite tier trainer and they kick your butt. So the fact that you got three owed and your opponent is really tough, that would be taken into account. You'd get basically a point for every match that your opponent won. Now it's gonna go into total wins. And I really like this because I feel like it's, it makes a big difference whether you got a 3-0, you beat someone 3-0 and you just swept them, or if you just barely scra scraped by with a 2-1. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, total wins goes towards your global ranking as well. So it makes sense that they would also use that for um, the, the individual tournament as well. All right. And speaking of tournaments, I think we can move on and talk about the first cup, the first tournament of this Silk season, season three. That's right. We have the Sunrise Cup. And I am excited. I love it. I love how clean and simple it is. It is flying, grass, fire, ground, and normal types. No rock types, no megas. And we already covered no megas in the rule changes. So really, it's just no rocks. Right. It's so easy to understand. <laughs> it's so accessible. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at the Pokemon that are eligible and the ones that are on top of the rankings for the eligible Pokemon, you'll see a lot of familiar Pokemon if you've only ever done GBO. Um, they actually did this deliberately by design. Um, they made this a really good transition tournament for those players who have just played GBO and haven't tried tournaments before. They'll be able to jump into this to start off the new season without having to power up 
all sorts of weird and wonderful new Pokemon that they don't necessarily want to spend the Stardust on. And when you're thinking about building your team, one tip that I would have for you is really try to find Pokemon that work well together, that cover each other's weaknesses without putting yourself too much in a rock, paper, scissors, fire, grass, water situation. You want Pokemon that have good matchups against the general meta, but also work well together. Some examples for this for the Sunrise Cup, Vigoroth and Skarmory. They work really well together. They work really well in a line of three. Also, Galarian Stunfisk and Mantine do that same thing. Yeah, so we call those cores. Those are Pokemon that um, are the two or three Pokemon that really work uh, well together uh, in tandem. Uh, they're referred to as a core. So you'll find, uh, if you are looking to build a team to get into Sunrise Cup, the three Pokemon that are being used way more than anything else are your Mantine, Vigory, and Galarian Stunfisk. So they make a great core together and they're currently being used in uh, 41 to 42% of all teams, which is a very high number. To put that in context, the next most popular Pokemon is Abomasnow, and that's only at 23% usage so far this month. So when you're putting together your team, you have to either have those three Pokemon in your team or have something that beats those three Pokemon. Is there anything, Fish, that beats those three Pokemon, all of them? Funny you should ask, Defye, because um, I was looking it up and it turns out that one Pokemon that can beat all three of those is Belossum. That's fantastic. Right? One of the really wonderful things about Silph Arena tournaments is that it makes uh, a lot of these fringier picks that you would not have looked at otherwise are suddenly more relevant. Uh, there is no way I would ever have had a reason to power up and double move a Blossom, uh, but here you go. The thing you do have to be aware of though is that um, while it can beat Mantine, Vigoroth and Galarian Stunfisk, it does lose quite badly to a lot of different things. Some, some things that are still relatively popular, just not as popular. So the next few uh, most popular Pokemon are, like I said, Abomasnow, uh, there's also Skarmory, and uh, Lolan Marowak. Uh, they're very popular as well, and they will beat the Belossum fairly badly. So if you do want to bring your Belossum to a tournament, just be aware that it could go wrong for you. So I think we can move on from Self Sunrise and touch a little bit on the current GBL meta. So we are kind of on the sunset of the GBL meta I like it. for I like Ultra it. League and the Premier Cup. And that runs from Monday, September 28th, 2020 is when we started. And now we're coming to the end. It ends on Monday, October 12th, 2020 at one o'clock PM PDT. So what have you been seeing in the Ultra League and its Premier Cup? So at the moment in the Open Ultra League, which of course has the legendaries and mythicals allowed, the most popular team that we're seeing at the moment is Articuno Lead. Giratina Altered, which is the one with the stumpy legs, and the Cresselia in the back with that uh, psychic typing and that excellent coverage, Grass Knot, Moonblast, and Future Sight. In Premier Cup, so no legendaries or mythicals allowed, the most popular team we're seeing is actually Tangrowth in the lead, Gallade, and Empoleon. So what are your thoughts on those teams? First, the Open Ultra League DeFi, the Articuno, Giratina, and Cresselia. What do you think you'd use to handle a team like that? Or would you just want to run a team like that yourself? Well, I personally don't have a lot of those Pokemon powered up, but I'm noticing that Melmetal 
seems pretty fun in the Ultra League, and it has really good matchups right. against quite a few of those Pokemon. Resisting the Moon Blast, it can throw rocks at Articuno, can throw electricity at Articuno. <laughs> and throws so it very fast like, as well. Yes, so I feel like Melmetal would be a really good core breaker. And I've been thinking a little bit about the Ultra League premiere mm -hmm. with that Tangrowth Spice. I love it. So I'd be tempted to bring in that Charizard to like come out in the lead against it, but that has some weaknesses too. I don't know. Well, it's it really works to do that in the lead situation because Tangrowth is really interesting because, like you said, it was it, it throws uh, those rock slides at you very fast as well, just like the Mill Metal, and. Um, it gets to the charge moves quicker than Charizard can. So what you need to do to win that matchup is have shields available, which means if you do throw out your Charizard in the lead and you do meet up against a Tangrowth, that's a situation where your Charizard will come out on top. Um, as opposed to maybe in the late game situation, you've burned your shields on other Pokemon and then Tangrowth comes out and all you've got is a Charizard left you're not going to have anything to protect it. That rock slide is going to come in and it's going to one-shot your Charizard. So you definitely want to try and match that up in the lead. Or yeah, if, if not in the lead, at least with shields in hand. Awesome. Well, if you have any feedbacks for Fish on a Heater or myself, you can send it over to the main podcast email that Chris and Kyle always plug at the end of the show, and they'll forward that information on to us. Again, this is DeFi 250 And this is Fish on a Heater, and may the lag be forever in your favor. Well, that was sweet. I mean, they're definitely much more qualified to talk about that than Kyle and I are uh, by a long shot. So thank you very much to DeFi and Fish again. Good job. Now let's roll right into the Poke Poll. So last week's question was, how have you integrated Pokemon Go into daily life? What activities do you do that are now better because of Pokemon Go? First one's from Seb3000. I hope I, I hope I said the name right. Pokemon Go has made running bearable for me, and my rural area means to get the most out of the game, I need to hit those stops. So it motivates me to exercise, as has the Fall Fitness Challenge. Yeah. Which is a, which is a challenge we're doing in our Discord right now. Yes. We're, uh, we're tracking steps, eggs hatched, and kilometers. That's it. That's the <laughs> kilometers. That's that. the important <laughs> one right there. Mileage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm really thrilled. We have like 30 people doing it. It's awesome. Uh, Modders wrote in, Pokemon Go, much to my poor wife's eternal sufferance, has firmly wedged itself into my and my son's everyday life. From breakfast to midnight munchies, it is our daily companion. It has made me and my boy very close. Can't think of anything more positive than that. Absolutely. Oh, oh my I gosh. love it. I love it. Also, I think every single time that Modders writes in, it's always super well written. From breakfast to midnight munchies, it is our daily companion, was a sentence that tickled me pink. <laughs> I love it. Mitch said, every morning I wake up, open the app and do gifts. That's better than me. Oh. <laughs> Claim my research, feed my buddy, and do the rocket balloon that should be there. Hey, that's a, that's a good routine right there. And then it's noon. <laughs> and then it's noon, and you're like, where did my day go? I'm late for work. Yeah, I, I guess really all of those things together probably doesn't take anybody no, more no. than 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If that. If that. Yeah. The gifting's the most time consuming for being oh, honest. God. <laughs> it's, people like it. People like to do it, Kyle. It 
drives me nuts. Opening gifts is far more manageable now that you can swipe between people, but sending gifts is just a nightmare. Yep, I, I would agree. I would agree. It's just not for us. The next one from Zach. In so many ways, I started as a pretty casual player, but over time, Pokemon Go has seeped into so much of my everyday life. My girlfriend and I both play, so we will go out together for events and check spawns at our apartment. I typically check Pogo spawns every couple of hours or whatever I remember to. I always open it up in the morning when I take my dog out. It also motivates me to go for runs throughout the week when time allows. The biggest way in which Pogo has impacted my life, though, is with AR photography. I got into non-Pokemon photography about four years ago, but didn't discover AR until this past year. Now I am always on the lookout for cool shots, either on my phone, through the AR+, Plus, or on my camera, which I can edit Pokemon into. I spend quite a few hours each week either out taking pictures or editing on my laptop slash phone. When the world starts opening back up, I hope to merge my AR photography work with some global traveling. I love creating images that put Pokemon into the real world and tell an interesting story. It's also been super cool to engage with the AR photography community on social media, which is seriously the best group of people you could find. We can we can agree with that. We've had several AR photographers on the show, and each one has been positively lovely. It's an extremely diverse and welcoming community. I try to create content to post on Instagram at least a few times a week while also keeping an eye on and supporting what other creators are doing. Between creating content, engaging with social media, and playing Pogo, this game has definitely given me a lot to do and changed my life for the better. That's that's great. I like how it plugged right into a passion that you already had as well. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a, it's great to hear how easily people are able to incorporate it into things they already love to make it better. Absolutely. And shout out again to the air photography community. Just filled with wonderful, wonderful people. Next one's from Pidgey And he said, inspired me to be more active running, jogging or walking the dog a little further. Also, driving past the most stops or gyms or nests. Not always the fastest, but most efficient. You know you're a true pogo player when you alter your route home from work so you can hit more optimal <laughs> poke stops. Or clear out the gyms or do whatever you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Hit hit those two clusters at the rest stops on the way home, you know, like. <laughs> I could just, like, I, I just take a left here instead of a right and I'll take two rights later. It's okay. Uh, that that by the way that cluster at, at a rest stop thing is actually something i did when i was commuting for like an hour one way to work there was one <laughs> off the highway that had great clusters oh so, my god <laughs> yeah well you just pull in you catch for two minutes it was in, it was like in the middle of the drive it was a good break you know you drink some water <laughs> condition shiny checks and move on <laughs> anyway this next one's from email Email said, Pokemon Go makes my 40 minutes of sitting in the bus every morning and afternoon way more bearable. I also enjoy climbing stairs more when I think about all the steps I'm getting in just to hatch yet another two-star Phoebus. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're being yeah. honest with ourselves here. Yeah. <laughs> Last one's from Kelvin. And they said, I lost my job at the start of lockdown and started a new job as a delivery driver for a supermarket been doing it six months now driving all day with my gotcha on has proven very effective towards my shiny collection hey especially all those people who who out there driving for a living getting getting all of the hot spots hitting all the nests yeah absolutely and and uh, clearing out all those gyms and doing everything and <laughs> you never running out of pokeballs because they're always spinning stops <sighs> that's the life that's the life so this week's poke poll is how do you feel about repeat community days well, Chris, 
Yeah. How do you feel about repeat community days? I've got feelings. Yeah. I've got I've got some feelings. Yeah. Um, I, I know. Yeah, they're pretty strong. I understand my role here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm usually very positive about things because that's just kind of a person, the person that I am with this sort of stuff. But when it comes to this topic, I'm a little bit less than positive and normal, especially when it comes down to the whole voting aspect of it. The fact that we had an opportunity to have brand new Pokemon or at least different Pokemon that didn't necessarily have a shiny or haven't had a chance to be in the spotlight for community day. And we still chose one that had one before it it bugs. It bugs me a little bit. I won't lie. Now, it wasn't inevitable that Charmander was going to win that vote. Well, of course, yes. Charmander's very popular. And to that to that extent, I'm glad people got what they wanted, quote unquote, uh, the group of four. Right. But I think that Community Day is a is a neat opportunity for people to come together for sure. A little bit less of that these days right now, unfortunately. But that's kind of the idea. But it's also to kind of put a Pokemon in the spotlight. And of course, you know. That was more true before spotlight hours existed, I suppose. And I'm just kind of, I'm a little bit bummed that somebody else or another Pokemon rather didn't get the opportunity. So I, I definitely agree that <clears throat> it's a bummer, but I'm I'm also not as, as put out by it just because I don't think it's going to happen as often as you would expect. And I think the biggest problem is the precedent that was set for initial community days really kind of shot Niantic in the foot for future ones. And they could have avoided it if they'd started from the start. I agree. Yeah. So I, I everyone expected Charles, uh, Charmander to win. So right, right. I'm not personally that offended by it because it was so long ago in the game's timeline that it's kind of nice to see it full fledged again. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, I have some definite dissonance in my brain about this opinion. I'm happy that people that didn't get the opportunity to do Charmander Community, which was, you're right, it was a long time ago now, 2018, right? So two years ago. I'm happy that everybody gets a chance to do that because shiny Charizard is so fun. Everybody should have one. Everybody should have one. That's just my opinion. But at the same time, it it definitely comes at odds with that. What I said before, giving somebody, giving a different Pokemon the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to what's the identity of Community Days. We've, we've talked about it before. What is the identity of this and that? So what do Community Days want to do? Do they want to give the community what they want? Because then, you know, that's just there's some heavy quotes there because it's hard to know what the community actually wants. Right. I mean, uh, a, a poll is a brilliant way to do that. Fair enough for them and their approach to it. But yeah, I don't know. I think um, maybe that concept I was talking about before about giving it kind of like a spotlight is less so because we have the spotlight hours. And so maybe the identity is changing, kind of like how the research breakthroughs have slightly changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. But then you reach the problem where does do community days give a Pokemon access to a move that then makes it more relevant? In which case, you know, Dragon Breath is a very relevant move. It's very strong. It's very good on Charizard. But now we have the whole issue of Charizard's not good without Blast Burn, you know, and now you've kind of gone against that idea of what a community day is as well. Right, for sure. But I think that they have set a precedent in the past that, you know, the move itself is not always the focus of the community. I mean, Ancient Power on Mammoth Swine, you don't want that on Mammoth Swine. No, it was, but thematically it was interesting. Definitely. 
but I don't think it, it it's required to be meta. And so therefore Dragon Breath is okay. But I, yeah, you're the, you're saying that even with the meta conversation aside, it creates a weird space where people are like, but what about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not offended by a Charmander repeat day, but if we get like a repeat day of Torchic or I, I can't even think of another one right now because several of them are really would be really bad. Chikorita? I would definitely have. Yeah, I would be very upset if we got another Chikorita today. All right, I, oh I have a more God. interesting question for you. Which one would you be like? Oh yeah, let's do it again. Um, Eevee comes to mind. No, I don't want another Eevee. No, the f- Mudkip. No. I would take another Mudkip, but that's probably partially because I didn't get to play Mudkip Day. And oh, like that'll better, do it. Better options for PvP Mudkips. That'll do it. Beldum would be good. Oh, I'm kind of over that, but yeah, uh, more meteor mash, metagross, I suppose. There's, would there's a lot of people who didn't didn't get to have that, you know? Good. So yeah, definitely. And we do we do recommend it all the time when people are like, "What's a good Pokemon?" We're like, "Meteor mash, metagross." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's fair enough. But anyway, we want to know what you have to say to the listeners. So if you have an answer to the question, how do you feel about repeat community days? Feel free to answer it when we post it on social media, such as Twitter and such or Facebook. Or if you're a patron in our Discord, you can answer it right there. Or you can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you can send us an electronic letter. It's called an email. To mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails. Electronic letter. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's email time. Woo! And this first one is from Arthur. Hello, Chris and Kyle. Yati Key Mug here. I am like the old guy every town has one of that makes people ask, why is he playing Pokemon Go? I started my Pokemon adventure when I received a sneak peek at Pokemon video on VHS tape, if you remember what those things were, explaining the coming craze to the U.S. Now, I wasn't really into this at the time, but my kids loved the video, and from there I spent tons of money getting into the games, TCG, figures, and plushies, plus watching the anime over the coming years. Skipping ahead to after the kids had moved out in 2016, I go to the doctor in August and get informed that I am diabetic. Doc wants me to start walking. I told her I am not just going to go out walking without some kind of distraction. She said, I know that Pokemon that's all over the news right now. That could be your distraction. So coming to the party late, I downloaded the game and wow, it really turned my life around. I never played any of the original games, but had complete knowledge after watching the (laughs) anime with my kids and watching them play the games. Pokemon Go really struck a tune with me, remembering all the good times we had as a family, and I was instantly hooked. I have lost so many pounds from walking around now, and my doc loves the results I have gotten. One of the great things I loved initially about Pokemon Go was getting together with other trainers and going out looking for those rarer and those rarer Pokemon and telling each other what we had caught and all the talk about the game and rumors and tricks and pushing each other along. Man. That is the best part. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to intro of EX raids. I had gotten an invite to the very first EX in my area, and it was in the next town over. My town was lacking stuff, and it was common to drive over and play in those gyms. I drove the 15 miles back over on the day of the raid to be there at Hatch. Unfortunately, I was the only Team Valor in attendance. They wanted to split into two groups and do the raid by Team Color, and none of them wanted me to be in their group. Later, we found out that this was the only EX-eligible gym in a 30-mile radius. Oh, boy, that's rough. That is rough on two counts. 
This misfortune became my focus. I vowed that I would figure out how to get my town's own EX eligible gym, and since we didn't have a lot of anything, I would also expand all the resources. So there would never be a reason for us to travel to the other town ever again. Yeah, man, if they're going to bully the Valors, I'm right there with you. (laughs) I'm right there with you. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but after looking online, I found that I could get Ingress, another game from Niantic, and get high enough level that you can submit portals in that game that eventually would become Pokestops and such or gyms. I learned everything I could about the process and started playing Ingress. Let me tell you, if I thought the players that rejected me at an EX rate were bad, <laughs> I didn't know what I was in for with Ingress. <laughs> yeah, true. I've heard that. I've heard that before. They are highly competitive and very, very aggressive about it. For this reason, I hated the game, but also knew it was my only hope to complete my goal. Only problem was my town didn't have anyone from the opposing team. Logically speaking, in our town didn't have anything at the beginning of Pokemon Go. It was because no one was playing Ingress there. So I had to build up what little stuff in my town we had and let it fall off naturally for EXP and Ingress. This was a grind of epic proportions. I decided to take to traveling to places with bigger player bases and with better results. It wasn't like playing Pokemon Go, but I did more walking. So, hey, two Pidgeys with one Stone Edge. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I good. love that's that. Good. Uh I played Pokemon Go in the background after I was able to get a Go Plus after it came out. So at least I was still making progress in the game I loved. I also took to editing open street maps so all the parks would get included when a gym went live. Now my town has over 200 plus stops and 30 plus gyms, including at least 10 that are EX eligible. Whoa. Unfortunately, the next town over didn't have someone looking out for them and they still have one or two EX gyms. I have seen a few of them coming to our parks and community days now. Uh, my revenge, I mean, goal is complete. <laughs> nice. Got to make him do that reverse commute. That's the way That's to do it. Awesome. Yeah. Then 2020 and I'm out of work and in quarantine for three months. My town closed up the parks and areas we played Pokemon Go in. So I take a break from the game and set goals. I'm working on projects around my house. I have been wanting to do bad news. Came back some of the weight. The doc's losing her mind on my backwards transition. Fast forward, but not too far, to where you guys, GoCast Podcast, came into the picture. I was finally able to go back to the parks and walk again, and I wanted to catch up on news and everything I missed while I was away. And also distract my plane with a podcast. So I go on to have a podcast app, search Pokemon Go, look at the five-star rain you guys got. I'm impressed. <laughs> yes! Yeah. Yes! The system works. <laughs> okay, give it a listen, and instantly I'm transported back to 2016 to the time when the game had everyone on the street and all the camaraderie, the flexing, the rumors, when the news was on the lips of every trainer's mouth and cheering on your friends for getting it done. I've been missing this part of the game as everyone has ditched walking around together, unless it's community day. I'm now a fan of the show and have listened to every episode available. Keep up the good work. That means... He's one of our fabled gone back and listened since episode one people. <laughs> oh my gosh. I saw, man, I just nothing but respect for those folks. I, I couldn't do that. A couple of shows back, you mentioned that we'd be getting to advance to higher levels in Pokemon Go. I wanted to comment on this because I played Ingress when Pokemon Go had no other way to get stops. I'm hoping that Niantic does not follow suit, but have the feeling that they will add a new badge tier to facilitate this just as it was in Ingress. For instance, they may add a new tier of platinum badge level into which in order to get to level 41, you need X amount of gold badges and one platinum badge. And then to get to 42, you need you know X amount of gold plus an additional platinum badge. Let me tell you, getting those higher badges in Ingress was murder and made my time grinding that game feel like Mag Cargo was riding my back the whole time. Oh, that sounds heavy <laughs> and uncomfortable. 
This will certainly stop anybody who has, you know, 40 times the train level, whatever happens to be, from just advancing up to the next level and will have you all caring about things you had forgotten about, much like the Pokemon that I'm going for in my next goals. My new goal is to get lucky Pokemon trades with my grandson, who I've introduced to Pokemon Go. We are currently around 210 luckies so far. Ooh! Wow! Holy cow. That's a lot. This has made me go back and look for Pokemon that I would have held my nose pass up in the air at. (laughs) I love this email! Things like Spotlight Hour and events where everyone is like, who cares for this Pokemon, is the Pokemon that we are focusing on and catching a bunch of for this reason. It's the bread and butter of lucky traits. If you can't wait for a lucky friend to happen, then make it happen by throwing numbers at it. (laughs) So we try to catch as many as we can and keep trading till we hit gold bubbles. If you have a friend or someone you play with regularly, this is the only way to trade consistently for lucky Pokemon, saving those actual lucky friend trades for legendaries. Also, I have a suggestion for lucky mythical Pokemon. My idea is that the special research that unlocks a mythical can be unlocked once a year and completed again one more time. But instead of catching another Mew, for instance, you would get a lucky stone. The stone will have to be traded for another lucky stone instead of the mythical Pokemon and using it on your own mythical will turn yours into lucky. Since currently I know of no way to get mythical to lucky status, I had to come up with an idea to include in the future. What do you guys think? I'd love to hear your opinion on the subject. Okay. Well, wow. First of all, thank you for sharing all of that with us. That is an incredible story, story front to back. Yes. Thank you, Arthur. Um, but your specific question about the luckies for legendaries. I have no idea how else they would do it. That's as good an idea as I would have. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can tell you in my brain how they'll do it. How will they do it in your brain? They won't. That's a fair assessment. I'm uh, sorry. Is that I mean? Safe. I'm just, no. It's Niantic one. It's the kind of thing that we'll, we would like to see happen because people have their goals. They have great focus that they have, and a lot of them are lucky related. But Niantic is not going to put the resources into doing that. Yeah, until I don't think so. Mythicals, until mythicals get changed, which I don't think will happen because I imagine the Pokemon company has got some kind of hard line about mythicals. Otherwise we would have already seen a change. Yeah, I would agree with that assessment. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think there is actually any reason for them to do it either. I mean, it's already kind of a grind uh, because you have to get the extra candies and stuff like that. At the end of the special research, they give you a a pack of extra candies. If you get to do the research twice, because you went to a go fest, instead of getting a second celebi, you get more candy, right? So I think that they're pretty comfortable in, what they have it's just not having them included i'd have to agree yeah but thank you arthur for the email really appreciate it so next email is from pugs and they said just wanted to let you know the best pogo play style my town has a small college in it with a ton of gyms and stops on the five mile an hour only roads that are abandoned at night i go get an energy drink pop on go cast and my go plus and slowly drive from gym to gym and stop to stop It's absolutely a form of therapy for me, just escaping into my own little world. Aside from the controversy with monetization, I just enjoy my community discord. Being unemployed right now, I've been going insane alone in my house while my girlfriend works all day. Just wanted to tell you guys how much this podcast and what you both do mean to me. Pugs. Go. I I appreciate that. And also, I can totally appreciate the form of therapy of just zenning out while playing is yeah definitely and also listening to a podcast or some music and just getting out there and just playing yeah that's the best 
Also, I have to say, if two two things. I love the name Pugs because it either implies that your nickname is Pugs, which is awesome, or you're a collection of Pugs emailing us. <laughs> and in either case, I'm a big fan. Like five or six Pugs in a trench coat. Yeah. We're use that joke <laughs> oh, like yes. two times today. <laughs> we didn't mention that time was linear this time. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, thanks for the email, Pugs. This next one is from Justice. My name is Justice. I'm 11 years old. Hey, how's it going? I wanted to ask you a question. What legendary bird do you think is the best? Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno. He's got two other questions, but let's do this one first. Kyle? is Zapdos. And it's not because I'm instinct. I picked instinct because I liked Zapdos. It's, it's, it's the other way around. So. Oh, okay. Uh, Moltres. Um, and it Maltrace. is because I'm Valor. I don't think awesome. Moltres is that great. Maltrace but Moltres uh, is the worst of the three. Look, it, as long as Candela's an earshot, I'll be like, yeah, Moltres <laughs> is the best. Yep. Moltres is the bird. worst of the three. Like the fire is kind of just like thrown on this really weird skinless chicken model. My gosh, stop it. <laughs> You're hurting my feelings. Not really. Candela's <laughs> going to come for you at night, though. Let me just say that. Uh, the next, The next part is how much Stardust do you have? Uh, 1.52 million. 1.56 million. Ha <laughs> ha! And then how many shinies do you have? We get this one every once in a while. It's kind of uh, nice to take a look. 460. 460? You're catching up. I'm at 595. Oh, yeah. I'm not that far behind. Yeah, you're, you're getting pretty close. It's it's every community day when you're like, oh, I got like 48. And I got like 12 and I'm like, but hey, the hey, goals. But anyway, thank you for the email, Justice. It's always fun looking back at this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I always I like seeing how many shinies I have and then realize at some point I really should just go and transfer like 200 of them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Also, I've got to say really quick, the bottom of this email said it was sent from uh, sent from my Samsung smart fridge. Now, if that's true, I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You could do that. Who knew? You might be able to. You, you, you don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to be in have, awe. Do you have a smart fridge? I don't have a smart fridge. I don't have a smart fridge. I've got one of those regular fridges. No intelligence whatsoever. <laughs> a dumb fridge. No, it's not even. Say. It's just neutral. Just oh, a, a neutral okay. fri- fridge. No, because they have dumb waiters and then fridges <laughs> and then smart fridges. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So next email is from JJ, and they said, hey again, boys, with a Z. Nice. I've been playing Go pretty casually for the last month, mostly just using the gotcha at work because I started doing six nights a week for a while. Then this week, I felt the urge to go hard and had the best week of my Go career so far. I did a couple of Moltres raids, which I did a couple of Moltres raids, which finally allowed me to complete the Kanto Pokedex. Nice. I've been waiting for that fire chicken for months now. Then I got my first ever lucky friend and got a lucky Kyogre, which I'll power up when I get 50 more rare candies. Lastly, I managed to get a shiny four days in a row. Wow, that's pretty good. That's really good. The haul was a Teddy Ursa, Doduo, and two Cricketots. Oh, oh I'm kind oh. of upset. Those are the ones I'm looking for. Um, I'm, I'm jealous. This is a huge deal because now I have that amazing feeling of never having to tap on a single Cricketot ever again. Nice. But the Stardust. It's base but the 100%. Catch, but its base catch rate is so low, it's so easy to catch. That's true. It is plus fodder. Thanks for always keeping me interested and in the loop with what's happening in the game. JJ, who is freezing in the cooler at work as you read this. Go get back to work, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that all four of those shinies were also caught from that same cooler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again for the email, JJ. This next one's from Mitch. Cryo. Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. How's your week been? Fashionable? Oh, yeah. How did you know? I've been strutting my stuff every day of the week. I don't know what that means, but I assume it has something to do with fashion, right? I wear the same clothes five days of the week. So <laughs> that's just smart. That's just it's smart. work. What do you want from me? No, hey, you that's to own more than one outfit. What is this? You got to you gotta make them poker coins, man. Right. <laughs> so I'm writing to you guys on my birthday and I am officially no longer a teenager. Woo! It's strange. Well, congratulations on not being a teenager anymore. And also happy birthday, Mitch. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, I don't feel any different, but I know now that Pokemon will probably be a permanent fixture in my life and ebbs and flows, I'm sure. If one thing is for sure, it's that you two have created a passionate, caring, and fun community through this podcast. Now all the world has to do is get over this gosh darn virus. Yep, we can agree with that, and we're happy to have you in our patron community for sure. Goals! Best buddy Larvitar, ongoing. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Keep it up. You're almost there. Walk 70 plus kilometers next week for October 5th fitness challenge check-in. That's my birthday too. Whoa. So your birthday is the day before Niantic's birthday. What? (sighs) 77 kilometers, 77,777 steps. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let's waste some stardust. 222 purified by next week. 173 as of right now. I did check three days ago, date of last pod, and I had 230 purified. Y'all really thought I couldn't. No, no, no. no. We thought you could. No, yeah. We, the question is why. We said you shouldn't. Yeah, I was like, don't. <laughs> oh, no. We've created a monster with the next line, though. New goals. 300 purified by next week. 245 as of writing. Can you... Can you Smells like burnt stardust. <laughs> I think I think Mitch might have taken the cake for the wasted. I say with air quotes, stardust personal goal. Take well, those air well, ours, down. well, ours. No, well, ours might be more expensive. They're at least sort of useful. No, they're not. They're not useful. Don't even. That's <laughs> the not even trophy funny. pieces. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other goals for these these new goals: just absolutely destroy this meowth limited research. Yes, I'm I'm on team destroy meowth research as well. Eighty plus kilometers for next fall fitness check, and the best buddy Larvitar is ongoing. Wow, that was another amazing episode of GoCast podcast. <laughs> Shiny vibes all. Cooks gravy and slash or Mitch. <laughs> Mitch well, cooks gravy. Mitch cooks gra- Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the email, Mitch. Thank you very much. Also, I don't mean to juxtapose your email at the end of the show so that it says it seems like you were passing judgment on an episode you haven't listened to, but I'm definitely doing that because it's funny to me. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, anyway, that was it. If you, dear listener, have an email that you want to send to us, just like these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. You can visit our website for all things GoCast Podcast at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, our most active social media outlet at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the GoCast Podcast. 
If you want to help support the show, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And the minimal tier, $1 a month, gets you access to our lovely patron-exclusive Discord community, which we rant and rave about every single week. And shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons, Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zach Walker, Splinteris, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, and John. Thank you so very much to all of you for your continued patronage. Very much appreciated. Now, before we set some goals, we did receive an email from Zach Walker, who was just on the esteemed list. And he pointed out to us that this upcoming, well, it's not quite upcoming. It's in about a month. The November 7th weekend is going to be the Children's Miracle Network's Extra Life event. And there's going to be lots of different streaming opportunities from a lot of different content creators and wanted to bring some attention to that event that's going to be coming in about a month, like I mentioned. So I will mention it again in the future, but this is your first shout out. Mark your calendars now. It is a very fun event to participate in. It's literally like a bunch of people doing 24-hour streams. It's the best, and it's for a good cause. So mark your calendars, make some time, support some content creators that you might enjoy, and uh, help help some kids. What's not to like? I'll tell you what's not to like, Kyle. Let's set some goals. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. <sighs> Okay, well, to remind you, this we are going to have the research event this weekend, and it's going to be the autumn-themed event as well, starting this weekend. Yep, I, I, I remember now. Okay. So I'm going to hopefully complete the limited research Meowth. I hope it's not like 50 like it was for the Snubble. Okay. But we'll see. We'll see. And forget the autumn event. No. This weekend, the raids roll over, and you know what that is. Oh, means uh giratino giratino oh boy this is going to be the first and only time i set this goal it's not probably the first someone's going to correct <gasps> me on that i want a shiny one by the next show. oh yes okay i'm writing that down with glee so i'm gonna have to actually respond to all of our remote raid call outs now <laughs> hey man you just gotta sign up i, I signed roll, up so. i just ignored them because yeah. i'm not interested <laughs> in the rates right now fair enough Fair enough. I'm like a houndoom. Is it a houndoom? I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Yeah. 200,000 Stardust should be pretty easy to do because I'm going to be doing those raids. So it's just a good influx of Stardust. So we'll go with that too. Okay. And uh, anything else? Do you have a fourth one? No, I think chamber? those three are good. I'm gonna be How about a Saw's ball. Buck? I'm hoping it's common enough that I don't need to send that as a goal. But Let's it's an easy it, goal. But like, that's cheating. Is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I have to reassess my goals then. Okay. Well, what, all right. What about a, what about a shiny Vulpix? Th- that's that's no. Uh-uh, I ain't doing uh, that. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, we we share two goals so far. By the way, my goals I have are Meowth Research, a shiny Giratino, because I'm also excited about that. Um, a 1.7 million Stardust. I want to get there. I'm at 1.5.5. 1. <laughs> 1.55 million. <laughs> there was something like that. So uh, I'm getting there. Getting really close. Still getting that. You know, it's the journey to two million, right? And I pretty much have no other goals, so I guess maybe we'll just both sit at. Th- you know what? I'm gonna put down Saw's book. I don't care if it's if it's easy or not. Watch me fail this one. It's gonna be the Dino of the event. No, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's it's normal grass type. What? Are the, why? Why? Uh, I don't no know. Way. Look at how rare. Uh, what even was it? The, the one that was released. No, the one that was released with Cottony is another one. Sea Waddle. Sea waddle, yeah, sure. Both of those were ridiculously rare for how common they should be. 
True, true. But that's because the pools are so varied right now because we have so many Pokemon available in this game. Yeah, but like when they came out too, they were very, they were not. Yeah, can't argue with that. But you also can't argue with the fact that it's the end of the show. So thank you all for listening all the way through. Greatly appreciated. And we'll see you next week for episode 114. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.